episode 30 of it's not the end of the world i can't believe it's been 30 weeks now of this podcast i kind of didn't even realize it until i was like making my notes for like my talking points for this week and i was like oh episode 30 means i've been doing this for 30 weeks now so yeah that's crazy um and speaking of like i can't believe i've been doing this for so long i can't believe i'm about to graduate college I've been at Ohio State for the last four years now, and I'm about to graduate this week, actually. And I actually recently took grad photos, um, and I had a little bit of a mishap with my gown. So, well, first off, you can either order your, like, cap and gown, like, the whole little set online or in the bookstore. And online, you would also have to pay for, like, all the shipping costs and everything, but I was like, I'd rather do that than walk all the way to the bookstore to get it. So I ordered it online on Amazon first off, because on Amazon, the cap and gown was $25. But if you ordered it through like the OSU website and you wanted to get like the stole and everything, it was $150. So I was like, oh my God, obviously I'm going to get the exact same thing for a fraction of the cost on Amazon. So I got it on Amazon and I tried it on and everything and it fit well and like it was great. The only issue was the tassel because every college has its own like tassel color and so obviously like this was just a set from amazon so it just came with a black tassel but for the college of public health you need a salmon tassel so i was texting my friend because she works at the bookstore and i was like hey do you guys just sell tassels like i'll just buy a tassel and maybe i'll buy like the class of 2023 stole like i could just buy those separately and i asked her about that and she was like oh they'll kick you out of graduation if you don't have like the exact cap and gown and stuff and I was like oh my god what then I started freaking out and I returned my Amazon cap and gown and ordered like the official one so I spent $150 on the stupid thing and it took five weeks and it it had not shipped yet it hadn't changed from like processing to like shipping here's your tracking number like none of that had come through so like a couple of days before my grad photos I called them and I was like hey like you know I need this soon because I'm t- doing pictures and I need my cap and gown and they were like oh yeah well you'll get it definitely before graduation I don't know if you'll get it in time for your pictures so I was like okay can I cancel my order then I'll just go get it in store so then I was like thank god I was able to cancel my order and I went in store and I picked it up and I just like so I tried on they already had some that were like open and out so I just tried one on and I found the right size for me and then I just like picked up a package and it was already pre-packaged so it was like in a plastic cover cap gown were in there and you know I picked up the tassel color and um, the stole and I bought it all and it was great it was fine I walked back well actually I didn't walk back Shiva drove me back (laughs) I like you know went back to my room and everything and then the day of pictures I opened it up because I figured I didn't need to try it on I already tried on like the exact same thing in the store but I opened it, and there's something wrong with the sleeves. So somehow, whoever made this specific gown stitched the sleeves too far in. So then there's just like a weird little V opening for the arm, and like the rest of it just like drapes down my arm really weird. I don't even know how to describe it. Like it just looks bad. It's like obviously not like it's made incorrectly. The sleeves are wrong. And, you know, I was taking pictures with my friends, so I had that comparison of, like, this is what the sleeves are supposed to look like. That's not what my sleeves look like. So I knew that it was wrong. 
So we didn't have time to fix it, so we just kind of like bunched it up and tucked it in my sleeve and like secured it with a safety pin. But every couple pictures, like it would keep coming out. So I was like, oh my god. Um, but I'm too lazy to go back to the bookstore and get a new one, so I'm just dealing with it because I don't really care what it looks like for graduation. I don't think I'm gonna be taking a lot of pictures at actual commencement because I know that it's gonna be like cuckoo bonkers crazy. <laughs> so I'm just trying to get through it, honestly. But yeah, and then at actual graduation pictures, I had so many issues with like popping the champagne bottles that we got. So we got like champagne bottles to, you know, like do the pictures where you spray the bottles, like yay. And I was really scared that it was one of those bottles that would like pop open like immediately and like fizz everywhere and like hit you in the eye with a cork kind of thing. But I kind of forgot that I got like $8 champagne bottles from CVS, like it was not gonna do that. So I was like twisting it off super slowly and I think I did it wrong and then like when I was twisting it, it just like wouldn't come out. So then the photographer had to come up and be like, no, here, let me open it for you. So I was like, oh, okay. And then she had to open it for me and then I put my thumb on it and I started like shaking the bottle. And then when I let go to release like the spray of champagne nothing was coming out like it was like the tiniest little like spurt was coming out and I didn't know what I was doing wrong it was it was bad but I think overall like the pictures turned out okay hopefully I don't know we'll see um but it's not the end of the world if they didn't turn out fine it was just an eight dollar bottle of champagne so it's okay and yeah most of it I mean it all came out but like it didn't go far like it didn't project out far so it got on my feet and my shoes and I wanted to return I bought these like $25 pumps from Amazon and I was like I bought them with the intention of returning them because I wanted something that was better quality that would last me better um, and just like feel better on my feet and everything rather than something that'd be cheap and would break in a couple days kind of thing but like after getting champagne all over it and we walked from one location to another like I tried to clean the soles of them and they just are like permanently stained brown so it's like, oh, I can't return these, so I'm keeping them now. But yeah, yeah, so champagne got all over my feet and my shoes, and like it just did not, did not go out far enough. Um, but hopefully I made some sort of effect for the pictures. I don't know. But yeah, anyways, all of that aside, let's get into today's topic. What I learned in college. I feel like the last four years have really flown by. I cannot wait to graduate. Like, it is bittersweet. You know, I'm going to miss some things, but... I'm ready to move on to the next part of my life. Um, so I'd so I'm recording this on Sunday, and it's so weird to think that tomorrow is gonna be like my last exam of undergrad, and like next week is my last week of like being a Buckeye and like doing all the undergrad things. So I'm really excited. Um, uh, the last time I watched a movie at Gateway, which is like the movie theater near here. I'm pretty sure it was freshman year, and so I'm going to watch one today, actually, with some of my RA friends, because we got free tickets from an RA event, um, and we're watching Super Mario Bros., which I'm, like, really, 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 really excited for. I've heard a lot of good things about it, so I feel like it's going to be good. I mean, I know I said that you shouldn't have high expectations, because you'll just, like, they won't meet, meet. when your expectations don't get met, then you get upset, but it's fine, because uh, I think that I have good reason to think that this is going to be a good movie, and sometimes you should be looking forward to things and stuff like that so yeah I'm excited for the movie I'll keep you guys updated um whether I actually like it or not but yeah no I'm going with some friends who've already seen it before so and they told me that it was good so I feel like it's gonna be good um but yeah okay so I don't know I don't know how we got into talking about gateway but I'm gonna talk about like the top kind of 10 lessons that I've learned in college and just kind of 
talk you through some examples and stuff like that. Um, so let's get into it. So the first lesson that I learned like really quickly coming into undergrad, it's okay to be alone or it's okay to not be surrounded with your friends or not be with your friends or hang out with your friends like all the time. I feel like for me in high school, you know, I was very much like a social butterfly. I loved hanging out with people and I loved being with my friends. And when you're in high school, you're constantly surrounded by people, you know, whether they're your friends or not, you've been with them for at least like four or five years. Um, And so you like, you know, everybody pretty well. Even though I went to a relatively big high school, for the most part, I kind of at least knew some people. I mean, granted, at graduation, half the people that walked across the stage or, like, they said their names was like, I have never seen or heard of that person's name before. But it still kind of felt like, to an extent, I knew at least, like, the people in my classes. Maybe not everybody that was walking in the hallways, but, you know, a lot of familiar faces kind of thing. Like, I never really felt alone. Um, and that was in school, and then, you know, I did sports and extracurriculars and clubs and all that, so I was always surrounded by people that I knew, and I always had people to hang out with and do things with. But when you come to college, and for me, it was nice that I came to a school that a lot of people from my high school went to. Uh, Well, okay, I'll let me backtrack there. That's not necessarily a good thing, but it was good in the sense that a lot of my friends from high school ended up at the same college as me, so I kind of already had in the pre-built friend group. Like, I had a lot of people that I knew that I liked hanging out with, But when you get to college, everybody has different schedules, especially if you have different majors or different like pre-professional tracks. Everybody's got different things going on, different clubs they're involved in and all that stuff. And so it's very hard to find common times that people can meet to have a meal together or to hang out together. And, you know, that's not to say that's not like an excuse for people to be like, oh, I'm so busy. I can't hang out with you like ever. But just in general, like the more day to day things like, oh, let's meet up for lunch or let's meet up for dinner. You can't really do that like spontaneously sometimes because people have such different schedules and they have so much going on. So I found myself eating lunch or dinner alone a lot of the times in the dining halls. And at first I just felt like very uncomfortable, very awkward, very weird, like just very hyper aware of the fact that I was sitting at a table alone and I would like look around and feel like, oh, everybody has friends, everybody's sitting with people, they're laughing, they're talking, and I'm just like sitting here alone. Like I saw it as a very negative thing and a bad thing of like, oh, people think like I'm weird and I have no friends. Cause that is kind of what it feels like in high school if you're eating lunch by yourself and you're not with anybody. I think would have seen that as a negative thing at least at my high school I would have seen that as a negative thing Um, and so it was very hard to come to terms with like enjoying spending time alone but I've talked about this in another episode about how to be alone but not feel lonely I think that's a big thing I've learned in college and I think it's a really important life skill because you're not always going to be able to um, like always be surrounded with people you know or friends and stuff like that and the only person that you're going to have for your whole life is you, so you have to learn how to enjoy spending time with yourself. Um, so I think a big thing is that I started doing little things for myself, like if let's say I was eating alone, maybe instead of sitting in the dining hall and just kind of staring at everybody who was with other people, I would take my food to go and go eat it like outside somewhere or a different spot on campus, or like I'd watch something on my iPad or my phone while I ate that I enjoyed. So, like, little stuff like that, I think, makes a difference and makes that time more enjoyable or, you know, bringing, like, a book to read or stuff like that. Um, I think another thing, too, is, like, if I have some free time, I try not to, um, like, stress out about, oh, I need to be productive and stuff like that. I just 
view that as time I can spend alone by myself to do things that I want to do, whether it's recording a podcast episode or Pinteresting or like going on a walk and listening to a podcast. Um, you know, it's hard when you don't make friends right away. And I think that's a big thing that you hear in college is everybody tells you like, don't go in immediately expecting to find your people that you're going to click with, um, whether that be like your roommates or the people living in your dorm or the people you have classes with. It's pretty normal to not make friends right away, even though it feels like everywhere you look, like everybody's making friend groups and everybody's getting along and you just kind of feel like you're on the sidelines looking in. Like that's a totally normal feeling. And even though I went into college with a lot of friends, I kind of felt that way too sometimes. And, you know, it's okay to be alone. You have to you just have to kind of figure out how to make that time work best for you and how to find a balance between making friendships um, that are, you know, that serve a purpose that help you become a better person uh, while also not being afraid of being alone and like being alone but not feeling lonely. So yeah, I mean, it's a really hard balance and that looks different for everybody. So I mean, if you want some more specific tips about that, I'd recommend listening to my episode about it. Um, But yeah. Okay, my second lesson. It's not that deep. I actually kind of recently came up with this. Um, I went to, it was like a social for Ohio University, Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine. <laughs> Just wanted to do the whole name there, but that's the medical school I'm attending next year, and we had like a social event, and there was a student panel where second years were talking about medical school and just answering questions that people had and stuff like that and this is a big topic that came up like multiple times like it's not that deep a lot of them were saying it's okay if you fail an exam here and there it's okay if you don't do as well as you want to do on a test or a quiz or like it's not the end of the world it's not that deep you'll still be like you'll be fine you'll pass medical school you'll be going to residency you'll become a doctor if you fail an exam It becomes an issue when you fail every exam, but if you just fail one exam, like, it's fine. It's not that deep. And I think that was really hard to grapple with when I came to college. I think for a lot of people, you start off in high school as, like, a straight-A student. Like, school comes to you really easy and, you know, all that stuff. You don't feel like you have to put in a lot of hard work to get a good grade or you're used to getting all A's or all, like, 100% on your exams and stuff like that. But... A lot of times it's not like that in college. I think it highly, highly, highly depends on your major, your pre-professional track, the classes you're taking, all that stuff. Because, you know, like this last year I've been taking public health classes solely pretty much. And in those classes it it is pretty attainable to get like a really good grade because it's not as rigorous as like general chemistry or organic chemistry. But so I think kind of having that awareness of okay, these classes are not going to be as easy as it was in high school if you're starting off with, like, Gen Chem and Bio. Bio wasn't too bad, but, like, Gen Chem and stuff like that, like, it's a lot. The setup of the class is so different than how it's taught in high school that it takes you a while to even just kind of get accustomed to that setup and how exams are, like, exam questions are, like, written and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it's just a lot. And I think in a way it is kind of inevitable that you're not going to do amazing on the first exam or a second exam or a third exam or you know, like sometimes maybe you need to retake a class and like that's okay that's a lot of people do that and it's fine if that happens as long as you can show that you've grown from that experience and you've gotten something out of it that's really 
all you need to be able to do. And so, like, it's not that deep, you know. You can still do good in a class if you fail one exam, or you can always drop a class if you're like, you know, this isn't for me. I did that last semester, or was that, or was that this semester? Oh my god, that was this semester. I did that this semester. I was planning to take, and I started taking an anatomy class, but it was like vertebrate anatomy, and I hated the class, and I didn't need it for my major. I didn't need it to graduate, so I just dropped the class. Like, it's not that deep. It's not that big of a deal. Maybe I won't have as great anatomy knowledge for medical school, but I can learn it, right? I can learn it over the summer. I can learn it when I'm in school. Like, I'll be fine. So, yeah, it's not that deep. I think that it's it's very easy for a lot of people, especially me, to overthink and just, like, go into a spiral of, like, oh, like, I'm setting myself up for failure and all this stuff, but it's not that deep. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good reminder, I think. All right, number three. I think a big thing that I've realized at Ohio State specifically is that I really, really, really enjoy, like, movement. I enjoy walking. I enjoy running. And I need to do one of these things basically every day. I think a nice thing about going to a Big Ten school, a school as big as Ohio State, is that it's a decent walk to get to your classes, you know, regardless of whether you live close to your classes or not. Like, I feel like my closest classes were at least a 10-minute walk um, wherever I lived. When I lived on, like, South Campus or even now when I live on North Campus, yeah, it's about a 10-minute walk or so to get to my classes. Or if I want to go get some food, it's about a 10-minute walk. Well, well, I don't know what that was. It's about, like, a 10-minute walk. Um, And I really enjoy the time that I spend moving my body, getting some fresh air. Sometimes I'll listen to music or a podcast. It's really weird to think about now because, like, before um, I got into podcasts and everything, like, I never really listened to music while I was walking um, or working out. So, yeah, I don't know how I did that because now it's kind of like second nature for me to pop my AirPods in and turn on a podcast. But sometimes I do just put my AirPods in and not listen to anything because I don't feel like getting some sort of external stimuli. And I actually kind of like walking with nothing in um, because then I can eavesdrop on other people's conversations. Um, so that's fun. But, you know, anyways, I sorry for that tangent. What I'm trying to say is I really, really enjoy, like, getting some movement in every day. And I feel like in high school, like, I did cross-country and track, so I, I did that as well so that's kind of where that enjoyment comes from I think Um, and it's something that I'm going to try and prioritize in medical school because I don't know if I I think if I am not mindful about it it could be very easy for me to not move every day um, like intentionally Um, and so yeah I feel like when I didn't have any in-person classes in COVID and stuff I got very unmotivated, like, very easily to get my work, so it was very hard to, like, get my work done, because I was so unmotivated, because I wasn't really moving as much and going places, like, I would maybe go out to get a meal, and then I would come back, and I would just stay in my room and study, and, you know, like, hop on a Zoom class, or stuff like that, so, yeah, I think kind of coming out of, like, all the online classes, and going back into in-person classes, or hybrid classes, I found that I really enjoy that time that it takes to get from point a to point b um i don't know i think i think i kind of see it as my like my time my alone time in a sense um when i'm just like walking by myself to a class so i really like it um and i think a lot of people kind of feel the same way and that's why like hot girl walks and mental health walks have become like 
such a big thing. I think movement is a huge part of bettering not only your physical health, but your mental health. And I think that's a big lesson that I learned, at least for myself in college. I know everybody's different. Everybody has different like exercise modalities that they prefer or just different things that help them with their mental health. But I feel like that's a big thing for me. All right. And then number four, I think this is something that I very recently kind of come into, but something that I think is really, really important is to follow your passions. I think for me, I was kind of way more focused on like just passing classes and doing well in my classes like my first couple years that I didn't really give myself time to figure out what I like to do outside of school. Um, So I know like freshman year it's really hard to be looking for those different passions or trying to figure out what those different passions are for you because you're just focused on like at least for me I was just focused on like getting a decent grade on my lab report or like getting a close to good percent yield um, and stuff like that. So like, you know, it wasn't on the forefront of my mind to look look into other ways that I could spend my time that wasn't related to helping me get into medical school. I think COVID was a good way for me to realize that um, it's important to have hobbies and extracurriculars and like things that you can do that aren't related to school. You know, obviously COVID was a horrible time for everybody, but in a way it was a blessing in the sense that it gave a lot of people the gift of time and the gift of finding passions and things that they were um, interested in and, you know, just gave people the time to, like, explore that more. I think that's kind of what started up my interest in content creation and stuff like that. Like I said before, when COVID started, I was, like, anti-TikTok, like, oh, I hate this app, like, I'm never downloading it, like, it's so stupid, Um, but eventually I got it, and I really liked it, and, like, making little TikToks and stuff like that, and I don't know if people remember this when they followed me on Instagram, like, during the pandemic, but I've been getting, like, the stories memories, and they're all, like, when the pandemic first started, and, like, everybody went into lockdown in April of 2020, I started doing, like, vlogging, so I would, like, vlog, but on my stories, and so it's, like, so cringy to look back at it, but I completely forgot about that time, and I feel like that, for me, that kind of jump-started, like, my interest in content creation, and I was finally able to, um, kind of, like, prioritize that this past year with podcasting and YouTube, And, you know, like I said, these are passions. They're not necessarily, like, I'm going to, like, completely derail all the stuff I've done so far to, like, give my all to podcasting or give my all to YouTube because that's not necessarily my goal right now. But these are things that, you know, give me joy that I really enjoy doing that I can continue to do and get better at and um, something that I feel like can enrich my life down the road I feel like for me podcasting is kind of a way for me to just like get free therapy but for myself because I feel like so I you know I used to go to therapy um last year and I think that at least for me it's kind of in phases where I feel like oh you know I need to talk to somebody else about this versus like I can just have internal monologue with myself and figure out stuff for myself I think a lot of that comes from the fact that, like, I'm a huge control freak, and I don't like, 
like one of the reasons why I hate driving is because you can't control how other people are driving and like how other people drive can impact me and so like that really like that whole concept really stresses me out and every time I'm driving like I can't think too hard about the fact that if somebody is like I don't know trying to change a song on their cue and they're not looking at the road like they could like crash into my car and then I could die um but anyways so yeah all of that to say like I get really stressed out very easily and I think in a way I've had to like be my own therapist of like talking myself down and like grounding myself and bringing myself back to reality and podcasting is a way for me to do that um like talking out loud versus talking in my head and I don't know hopefully like talking out loud and giving some sort of advice could help other people and then doing YouTube is just fun. I don't know. It makes me feel like a like a delusional little like a content creator because I've been a YouTube kid for so long and I love YouTube and um, I don't know. It's just fun to do. So yeah, it's important to follow your passions and that's some something like super generic and vague and like everybody will tell you that, but I'm telling you that too as a little reminder. Okay, now we're halfway. Number five, you can always make the time for something if it's important to you. So I just, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but it's so, so, so important to be intentional about the time that you're spending with yourself, with other people, doing specific activities. I think it's really easy, especially at the beginning of college when you're still trying to figure out like what your study schedule is like and, you know, how to balance school and fun. It's very easy to get wrapped up in it all and just always make the excuse of like, oh, I just don't have time for this today. But if it's really important to you and it's something that you want to have the time to do, you can make it work. Like if you want to hang out with your friends, but you feel like, oh, I need to study or oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. If you plan a little bit in advance, then you can get your work done ahead of time. And so then you can have time to hang out with your friends and, you know, give that time to be able to nourish those relationships and build strong friendships because that's important to you. Or if your physical health is really important to you and you love working out, but you feel like, oh, I don't have time for this, maybe waking up like half an hour early or going to bed half an hour later so you can get in like a quick little workout, um, just some sort of movement. So it's possible. It's always possible for you to make time for the things that you want to do. And it's very easy to fall into that trap of like, I don't have time for this, but I'm telling you, I'm promising, I promise you right now you do. If you think about how much time you spend on your phone, you just take like half of the scrolling time away. You could put that towards something else like very easily. Um, And so, yeah. Okay. Number six, I think this is a big thing that took me a long time to come to terms with as well. I've said that about like all of them, but don't stress about what others are thinking. So like I said, um, when I first came to college, like I got stressed out a lot about eating alone because of how other people would perceive that. I think I within myself didn't necessarily care that I was eating alone, but I was scared more of like how other people would view me as like a quote unquote weirdo or something like that. But it's so important not to worry about, uh, uh, oh my God, it's so important not to worry about what other people are thinking about you. I mean, to an extent, you should think about your actions or behaviors before you do them, right? Like that's duh. But you shouldn't let it stress you out unnecessarily. If you're not doing something with like ill intent or malicious intent or something that you perceive as bad, um, then it's not necessarily something that you need to stress about like what other people think 
about like your actions and stuff like that if you know within yourself that this follows your morals values beliefs and like it's you're not doing it with oh my god i was gonna say alicious <laughs> ill or malicious intent then i like don't stress about it like recently i've been really finding myself replaying small little like awkward little moments that have happened in my head and like I don't know, just getting consumed and like, oh my God, why did I act that way? Or like, oh my God, he's going to think like I'm so weird and like stuff like that. Or like, why did I do this? Like um, last week, Tuesday morning, I was in the lobby of my building because I was like waiting to meet with my hall director. My residents, uh, they were like sitting at the kitchen area. And I don't, I think they were making pancakes. I don't really know. But one of them was like, hey. And I just like, like I was looking in their direction, but I wasn't actually looking at them. You know what I mean? Like I had tunnel vision. And I was just kind of like looking around and I wasn't looking at, at them. So I didn't know who it was and I didn't know if they were saying hi to me. And so she was like, hey. And I just kept walking. And then their friends started laughing. So I looked back kind of and like smiled and kept walking. Um, but I replayed that incident in my head a lot because I was like, oh my God, why didn't I just say hi back or you know what I mean? But I, it doesn't matter, like that unnecessary stress, you know what I mean? Um, and Wednesday morning, I was at the RPAC, which is like the gym on campus. And <laughs> every time after I work out, I'm kind of like in a daze, you know, I'm not really there. I'm there, but I'm not really there. Like I've had a good workout. And I just want to get back to my backpack and drink some water and order a smoothie and, like, walk back home and shower. And so since I'm a personal trainer, we have, like, a little break room. So I always put my stuff in there when I go to work out. You can swipe into the room. So I went to swipe into the room, but there was another trainer, like, coming out from that same door. So, like, I swiped in as he was opening the door. And I was just, like, like, I didn't know that he was there. Like, I had no idea. So I was just, like, completely, like, stunned, like, shook. Like, I was just, like, and I, like, I flinched back when he opened the door because I didn't realize he was there. And it was just, like, a solid second of us just, like, staring at each other because I was in his way and he was in my way. And I was, like, oh, I'm so sorry. You scared me. And then I just, like, walked past, like, awkward laughing. It was, it was bad. But at the same time, like, it doesn't really matter. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I find myself replaying small little incidents in my head all the time. I think in a sense, I definitely have noticed that I have a lot more social anxiety now, which I like, I don't know how this developed because like I said, in high school, like I was a social butterfly. I loved hanging out with people. I never really felt awkward around people or like, you know, I never, I have never replayed small little incidents in my head like this before. Like I never given a second thought to things like this, but now like they really give me anxiety and stress me out. Um, so I don't know what that means, but I know that it happens. Like I'm aware of it and yeah, I'm trying to be a little bit more mindful of reminding myself of like, there's no need to stress about stuff like this that literally doesn't matter and you're going to forget about it unless you listen to this episode in like five years. You know what I mean? So yeah. Okay. Number seven. Oh my gosh. This one is one of my favorites. I actually, so like I said, for my smart goal this month, I've been meditating and one of my favorite videos that I like, it's like guided meditation. So they have like different like themes. So one of them is called resilience. And in this meditation, he talks about how you have to grow through what you have to go through. And I feel like resilience is a huge thing that a lot of people develop and learn in college. I think immense growth can come out of all these lived experiences that you have in school. So I think like a great example of this for me is working as a safety aide. So it's not necessarily related to being at Ohio State, but having to deal with a lot of 
difficult situations with patients, whether it be like dealing with patients who are not listening to you, who are aggressive and agitated, or dealing with situations where, you know, family members are not listening to instructions, um, or other people that I'm working with are not listening to me. Like a lot of issues have arisen from this position, but by going through all these difficulties, I feel like, you know, I've become much more confident in my ability to work as a safety aide and my ability to provide care for patients. Um, and I think that comes through in the way that I like present myself or I guess I like that comes through in the ways that I conduct myself as a safety aide. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to develop that self-confidence if I hadn't gone through all those difficulties. I think growth is kind of like a necessary part of life and obviously in college because you're exposed to like so many new things, so many different things, so many perspectives, so many different points of view and people coming from so many different like walks of life. You grow up a lot in the four years that you're in school or two years that you're in school just because you're surrounded by so many new things. Um, and I think that keeping this in mind, it's important not to be afraid of doing new things and struggling and failing and because you have to, you have to, to an extent, fail and struggle in order to grow. I think, um, especially in college, it's hard to kind of reconcile that because maybe you don't necessarily go through that much growth in high school. Um, but yeah, I don't know, at least for me, like it was a, like a huge period of growth and it's really cool to see how adaptable human beings can be and how resilient we can be um, and how much we have within ourselves, like how much we can handle and how much we can take. Um, so yeah. Okay, number eight. Oh, I think this is a really good thing that I've learned like through being an RA is that like all situations can have multiple truths, can have like multiple perspectives that aren't necessarily false. Everyone has their own version of how situations happen and you have to have an open mind. You have to be able to, you know, have some empathy to understand somebody else's point of view and why they acted the way they did. Um, maybe you don't necessarily agree with that, but that doesn't mean that you should be closed-minded. I think a lot of times with all the roommate issues and situations that I've had over the years, um, like all the parties involved aren't necessarily like fully in the wrong or fully in the right. You know, life is not black and white. There's a lot of gray area. A lot of situations are complicated, and it's, a lot of the time it's not easy to be like, oh yeah, she's in the right and she's in the wrong. It's not that simple. And, you know, I had to deal with that a lot as an RA. And I had to help my residents understand each other's perspectives and help them be a little bit open-minded in the sense of, like, okay, try to understand why this person acts the way they do. They're not necessarily doing it despite you. Like, you feel like they are. Um, and it's not wrong that you feel the way you do, but unless you tell them the way you feel, they're going to keep doing that because they don't know that that's making you feel, like, uncomfortable. So it's important, I think, to be open-minded. You need to be able to learn about the different ways that people see the world so that you can learn better ways to view things. And there's not always going to be like clear like right and wrong in all the situations that you encounter in life. Um, and so, yeah. Okay, number nine. I think it's really important to find joy in mundane, everyday things. I mean, I have a whole episode about, like, how to romanticize your life. 
I think because of COVID and everything, a lot of people started to understand the importance of like, and maybe in a sense the need to romanticize your life, to find little things that bring you joy every day because it's important to kind of give yourself something to look forward to. Like for me, past couple of weeks I've really enjoyed like going to a yoga class and then going to happy little treats after and like getting a matcha like like little stuff like that is really nice or like going to a coffee shop to work on stuff or like recently I think because people have been moving out there's not as many people on campus so a lot of the wildlife around campus has come out so I always see like bunnies on campus or like today I went to go get breakfast I saw two ducks on campus and I also saw a family of geese yesterday. Absolutely horrifying, actually. So I went on a run, and I run on this trail that's, like, covered in goose shit. So there's geese everywhere. And there were these two geese. And I was like, oh, you know, trying to stay as far away from them as possible. And what do I see? Two little yellow geese. So they had, I guess it was, like, a mom and a dad and two babies. And I was like, oh, I guess that's kind of cute. So, like, I wanted to take a video. And so I got a little, like, a little bit closer, like a tiny, teensy bit closer to take a video. And this ge- the goose that was closest to me just, like, opened its mouth and, like, bared its teeth at me. And I was like, okay, yeah, no. So I took, like, the quickest little video and just, like, sprinted away because, I don't know, geese scare me. I hate geese. Um, but anywho, so all that being said, like, seeing most animals, it's a cute little thing. And it gives me joy in whether I'm just, like, you know going on a run or like walking to class or coming back from work and stuff like that it's really nice to see these little things and I think it's important to kind of notice and appreciate stuff like that um, in order to remind yourself of all the things you have going for you in life to be grateful I think practicing gratitude is something that not everybody does but everybody should do every now and then Um, but yeah okay I think that's all I have to say there okay and then number 10 it's okay to ask for help. I think this was a big thing for me that I wasn't used to doing in high school. Like I said, everything came to me pretty easy. Like I was pretty like run of the mill, straight A student, did sports, did extracurriculars, got into a good college, pre-med, all that stuff. So like I wasn't used to needing help or asking for help. And once I came to college, like it was just like, whoa oh my gosh this is a lot I don't know if I can handle all of this um on my own and so it's okay to ask for help it's not a sign of weakness if anything it shows that you are aware of like where you can improve um so a big thing I think like just in general a little tip of advice um, Shiva and I talked about this in our pre-med trauma dump episode but it's so important to attend office hours in college I think that is one thing I heard from a lot of people when I was going in was like, go to office hours, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I really need to do that. But it was so helpful to go to office hours. Even if I didn't have any questions, I would go in and I would come out like 10 times smarter. Or, you know, I would be like, okay, now I know what I don't know. And so I can study these things. And at the very least, if you go to office hours, it'll help you build a relationship with your professor. Um, and so... Attending office hours, I think, was the first way that I asked for help in college in the sense of, you know, I was actively going to this thing that wasn't necessarily mandatory and asking questions or listening to other people's questions um, and just helping kind of better my knowledge of the topics. 
I think an, a big thing too was talking to people that I sat next to in class. This is a little bit less intimidating than going to office hours if that kind of scares you. I think talking to people that I sat to and establishing that we were all on the same page in terms of being lost was really helpful. Or, you know, sometimes people knew stuff that I didn't know and then it was good for me to talk with them about stuff or um, share answers with each other and like explain answers and solutions and, you know, ask questions to the professors together and stuff like that. I think that was an easy way for me to make friends in my classes and also get help and practice asking for help and providing help for other people too when they needed it. So. I think another big thing too is like freshman year um, or you know literally even now like half the time I don't know where buildings are where classrooms are and it's okay to ask for help um, from other people I think I kind of saw it as a weakness of like oh yeah like you're directionally challenged if you don't know how to like you don't know where Denny Hall is and like stuff like that like no I don't know where I've been here for four years no idea where Denny Hall is like, I know some buildings, and some buildings that I've had classes in, I don't know where they are. Um, I blame a little bit of that on COVID just because, uh, like, everything was online for a long time, and everything was really weird for a long time. So, but, yeah, I mean, it's not, that's not a weakness to not know where a classroom, like, and it's also not that deep. It's not that deep to ask somebody, like, hey, do you know where this is? Or to use Google Maps or to use Apple Maps and, like, figure it out, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Um, that's a little example for me, but I really saw that as a weakness within myself where I, when I was like, I don't know where a classroom is, it's like, oh my gosh. But yeah, looking back now, I'm like, I still don't know where classrooms are and I don't care. <laughs> like, I'll figure it out. Um, uh, yeah, so that's all I have in terms of all my little lessons. I hope that somebody got something out of it. I think in a lot of ways, college is worth it. In a lot of ways, college isn't worth it. It just kind of depends on where you want to go in life. But at the very least, if you attend college, you are going to learn a lot of life lessons and you are going to like very quickly develop into a, a different person than you were entering college. For me, for me now, I think, even though within myself, like I feel like I'm still, how old was I when I went into college? I think 17. I still feel like a 17-year-old, but I know, like, I know I'm not. Like, I'm so different than I was when I entered college. Um, and, like, I'm just not, I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm the same person, and in a lot of ways, I'm not the same person, in, in a good way. <laughs> in a good way, because growth is inevitable. You're going to change and grow as, as you move through life, and you hope to become the best version of yourself that you can be, and I feel like, for me, college was a a really good way to kind of accelerate that process and quickly learn what's important to me, what I care about most, and kind of how to prioritize those things. You know, it was a quick four years, but at the same time, it was a slow four years, and I'm ready to be done with it. You know, I have gone through a pandemic. I've gone through national protest movements, massive political unrest with the 2020 election, and so, like, I'm so grateful for the time I've had at Ohio State, and all the opportunities that the school and Columbus has offered me. Um, and, you know, I'm ready to learn even more in medical school now and just continue to grow. So, yeah. Okay. Really quickly, uh, it's May when this comes out, which is tomorrow, which is crazy to think about. But, yeah, it's May, and I'm done with my April SMART goal, which was meditating at least three times a week. 
I don't know how much I will continue to do this um, for the rest of the year. Uh, the other SMART goals that I've done, like for the most part, I've stuck with them, like journaling, running, cleaning. Um, and I guess maybe I'll start meditating like once a week or something. It has been really nice to meditate before bed and, and kind of add that into my nighttime routine and help my mind settle down a little bit. So um, I'll keep you updated. Hopefully I'll continue to do that. I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't because literally you have nothing going on this summer, so it should be fine. But as I start my half marathon training, I'm going to foam roll for at least 30 minutes a week every week in May. So that's going to be my SMART goal. Foam rolling is a really great way to reduce soreness and muscle tightness. Um, and I feel like going into the half marathon training with this goal in mind will really help me speed up my recovery. I think foam rolling is something that I've always been like, oh yeah, like I know I should do this more, but I don't really do it. So I think this is a good timing. Hopefully it helps me with my soreness and stuff. I have been running, but not anything not like super long amounts or anything close to what a half marathon is so I think that it'll be a little bit of a shock to my system once I first start and having that time to foam roll will really help my definitely my legs but I think my entire body in general just kind of like recover and feel a little better so yeah okay that's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you made it to this point, I appreciate you and your time so much. And I'll speak to you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Love you.